Welcome back to the Global Tehillah and Physics Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Sheni, the 12th day of the month of Thomas. I'd like to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support uh, today, uh, Paul and Karen Goldstein, Lili Nishmas, their beloved granddaughter, Malka Bracha, and Rina Miriam Meher Neshama have an aliyah. To sponsor future programs, please visit ou.org slash call. That's ou.org forward slash C-A-L-L. Please note the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is this evening at 5 p.m. Eastern. I know the archives are a little bit uh, backed up. I spoke with uh, our team at our OU headquarters earlier today, and uh, please God, in the coming days, uh, we should be up to date, um, and I'm hoping once again for us to have a little bit more consistency there, that the recordings will be updated uh, weekly, potentially, maybe, tentatively, even quicker than that. So uh, stay tuned for that. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Yoni Denser of the Roslyn Synagogue in Roslyn Heights, New York, to share the Beshizik, which we immediately followed Rabbi De- by Rabbi Denser slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Parak Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. will be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are dominating for. And we will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. In addition to everyone else that we're davening for, please kindly keep in your tefillot, in your prayers, Uriel ben Chaya Esther, a very young baby who's still very much in need of our tefillot, of our prayers. Please keep him in mind today and going forward. Bechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Denzger. Thank you, Rabbi Naftali. Uh, thank you again for this, uh, for this tremendous opportunity. Thank you to the OU as well uh, for giving me this opportunity to once again learn Torah with this very hush of this very important uh, forum. And um, and again, thank you, and it's great to be able to do this once again. So in this week's Parsha and Parsha's uh, Balak, so we get a little bit of a respite, a little bit of a break of hearing about, hearing directly about the travels, uh, the trials, tribulations, and challenges uh, that are both given and experienced by the Jewish people during their time uh, their sojourn in the desert. Uh, as we shift gears to the perspective of Bilam, Bilam, the wicked sorcerer, the Navi, who is approached by the king Balak to curse the Jewish people, as the Jewish people, as the Israel, are making their way towards the Promised Land, towards Eretz Yisrael, uh, and obviously the neighboring countries, the nations, are panicked. They're worried, and they want to stop the Jewish people from achieving their goal. So Bilam is recruited uh, and is given the task of cursing the Jewish people, as it is known that he was the one who had the ability, the insight, Sigmar Brachos tells us, to know exactly when Hashem perhaps was angry at the Jewish people, uh, that they would be able to be, they'd be vulnerable to destruction. And as we know, as the story goes, that Bilam is first told by Hashem not to go with the with Balak's emissaries, but he goes anyway. And on his way, he's, he, uh, he he encounters another miracle uh, in that a an angel visits him 
and is seen by his donkey, and ultimately his donkey opens its mouth, opens her mouth, a creation that was done on the, uh, a miracle that was, that was created on the, the first Arab Shabbos of creation, and the donkey speaks to Bilam, yet that doesn't deter Bilam at all. He continues on his way, and again, the last miracle, instead of being able to curse the people, which was his plan, over and over again, Bilam blesses the Jewish people. The message to Bilam being that Hashem, although gave him this gift of prophecy, this gift of giving brachos and klalos, blessings and curses, ultimately, how those gifts are able to be used are up to Hashem. And one would have expected that at the end of this story, Bilam perhaps would turn a new leaf. He perhaps would no longer be the, the, the Russia, the wicked Bilam, who is at the service of those who want to destroy us, and he would perhaps even convert after experiencing all of these miracles. But we know that is not the case. And the Pasuk tells us explicitly, <coughs> excuse me, Vayakam Bilam Vayelech Vayeshev Limkomo Vigam Balak Halach Ledarko. And Bilam arose, and he went back and returned to his place, and Balak as well went on his way. And Chazal teaches us that that means, that doesn't merely mean that Bilam went home. The Torah wouldn't need to tell us that Bilam went home after the day. Obviously, where else is he going to go? But it means that he returned back to his past, back to his approach to life, uh, a mercenary, uh, a, a, a gun for hire a, a, in terms of his blessings and curses. And ultimately, we see that he's going to continue his path of trying to destroy the Jewish people. And Rav Eliel Mishkovsky, the great uh, late Rosh Hashiva of Knesset Yechezkel Yeshiva, asks the question, how could this be? How could one witness so many, experience personally so many miracles and not be impacted by it? And he goes, he answers with the classic approach that, uh, that, we, that I'm sure many of us have heard before, that it's not about the moments of inspiration that define us, but what we do with that inspiration after we experience it, right? The great light show, the fireworks uh, that we experience, that we see, one can go to a sheer that can be so inspirational, so powerful, uh, and, but if they don't act on it, if they don't make a plan of action, a call to action, how they're going to implement those lessons to their lives, then ultimately, once that inspiration subsides, so they go back to their ways. And that is how Rabbi explains what happened to Bilam as well. But I'd like to take it one step further, because I'm sure this is an idea that we're all familiar with. We've all had those moments of inspiration that have gone to waste. But perhaps there's even more. And that is that we live in a world, Hashem placed us in a world, where we don't necessarily see Hashem face-to-face on a daily basis. But there are moments, lucid moments in our, in our human experience where Hashem makes himself known. Hashem makes himself present. It could be with a simcha, the birth of a child. It could be with some sort of miracle that one experiences a salvation. One almost gets into a car accident and avoids it at the last second. Where Hashem, as it were, sticks his head out and says, Here I am with you all along. And our job, our mission in this world is to capitalize on those moments, to not let those moments go to waste, to not be the same person who, who went into that experience, it will be the same person who walks out of that experience. Rabbi Victor Miller Zafal explained and often pushed the idea that Hashem is all around us. One can look at nature, one can look at animals, one can look at flowers, you can look at human innovation and see the hand of Hashem everywhere one looks. 
And that is where Bilam ultimately failed. He was staring Hashem right in the face. And Hashem stared him right in the face and spoke to him. Yet he did not accept the message. He did not implement those messages and those gifts into his life. And that's why ultimately Bilam, by Yafkam Bilam, by Yelech, by Yeshev, Limkomo, that he went back to his place, went back to his way of living and missed out on that great opportunity, which was Kirvas Hashem, closeness to God. We should be Zoka, all of us, to be able to see Hashem in our lives. He's there. He's all around, always interacting with us. We should, be, we should have the, percep- the perception to be able to see Hashem in our lives, to experience Hashem in our lives, and take those inspirational moments and carry them into the moments that perhaps are a little bit more challenging, a little bit darker, to brighten our experiences as well. As well. We will now recite the Tehillim, uh, followed by a Mishaberach uh, Berholim, and concluding with Achenu. We'll start with chapter 20, capital Chaf. <coughs> we now say Kapitel Chaf Gimel, Chapter 23. Mizmor Ledavid, Adonai Roi Loechzar, Finos Deshe Yarbitseni, Almei Menuchos Yinahaleni, Nafshi Yishovev Yancheni B'Maglet Tzedek Leman Shimo, Gam Ki Eilech Begitama Vest, Lo Yirara Ki Ata Imadi, now turn to Kapitol Kuf Chaf Alice, Chapter 121. they are a balayla. Adonai yishmor chami kol ra. Yishmor es nafshecha. Adonai yishmor teisko uvoecha. Meata viadolam. And now finally we turn to Kapitel Kuf Lamid, chapter 130. Shir hamalot. Mimamakin karasicha Adonai. 
אדוני שמע בקולי, כי אין אזנך קשובות לכל תחנוני. אם עוונות תשמור יא, אדוני מי יעמוד. כי אם אכוהס ולכה למען תברי. הביסתי אדוני כבשר נפשי, ולדברו הוכלתי. נפשי לאדוני משומעים לבוקר, שומרים לבוקר. יאחל ישראל אל אדוני, כי אם אדוני החסד והרבה מופדות, והוא יפתס ישראל מכל עוונותיו. מי שברך אבותינו אברהם יצחק יעקב, משה אהרן דובר ושלמה יברך ורפס החולים. בעבור שאנחנו מתפעלים בעבורם, נזכר הקדוש ברוך הוא ימלא רחמים עליהם, להחמימם ולאפוסם, להחזיקם ולהחיותם, לשלוח להם מי רפואה שלמה מן השמיים, רפואה נפש רפואה גוף, השתו בגלל בזמן קריב, ונאמר אמן. Now conclude with אחינו, אחינו כל בית ישראל, הנשואים בצר ובשביה, העומדים בין ביום ובין ביבשה. המוקום ירחם עליהם יוצאים מצרה לרווחה, ומאפלה לאורה, ומשיבוד לגאולה, השתה בגלל הזמן קריב, ונאמר אמן. אמן, תודה רבה, רבי גנסגר. אנחנו מקווים שכל הקולקטיב אפשרות לרשות ולרשות 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 ולרשות. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.